Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. We are here live at the funeral of the Phoenix Suns, baby. They were put down uh, last night by Luka Doncic. Uh, got a great episode for you guys. Going to be talking all NBA, what we've seen from the NBA uh, playoffs and predicting the NBA conference finals that are now set. Also going over the newly released NFL schedule that was just put out. Going over some of our favorite games and team predictions for some of the top teams around the league. Uh, but before we get started, I want to say shout out to our sponsors, uh, Hefner Eye Care, uh, great optometry uh, business uh, run by Kimberly Hefner. Uh, check them out, 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street, Oklahoma City. Uh, you can also get in contact with them, 405-728-8853. Need new contacts, glasses, sunglasses, they got everything you can imagine there. So go check them out, Hefner Eye Care, located in Oklahoma City. Um, bringing now, let's bring in our special guest, Matt Frischick. Matt, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Talks to NBA. Hey, glad to be back. It's been a long time. It's been since uh, COVID NBA finals. So, no, not last year, but the year before. I thought it was last year. Yeah, no, it, time flies when you're trying to bunker down and stay safe, but glad we could do this again. Time doesn't exist anymore, Matt. We know that. <laughs> it's not existed for two years. <laughs> but um i i just want to i guess we'll, we'll start with the big story i mean i i really did not see this coming um i had the suns winning in five i thought this was the year the suns were breaking through cp3 was getting his first ring booker was finally stepping up and being that superstar being that kobe-esque type player uh that did not happen last night or all series uh the suns were went up two games to zero over the mavs and then just went all downhill from there. The Mavs end up winning in game seven by a, by 46 points, I believe, something like that. But it was not close the entire game. Uh, the Suns put up 17 points in the first quarter, 10 points in the second quarter. So they had 27 total points in the first half of an NBA game. Not just an NBA game. An NBA game seven that could propel them to the NBA uh, conference finals just a super disappointing performance by Chris Paul uh, Devin Booker Mike Mikel Bridges uh, DeAndre Ayton anyone you can name um, Matt what are your so many thoughts on that last night that was just awful I mean it, it's probably the most disappointing loss by a number one overall seed for the NBA playoffs at least in my memory I mean, the only thing that you can even really go to would be the Mavericks about, you know, close to 20 years ago when they blew it as a number one seed in the first round. But to be the number one team all year, have the best record, and then you sitting on your home floor with a chance to go to the conference finals against a Warriors team that they're beatable. They're, they would match up real well with the Suns and you just wet the bed like that. It's it's honestly just embarrassing. There's, there's no way you can bring that team back. There's, there's really not even anything else to say for, for that team. I mean, Monty Williams was the coach of the year. You had Devin Booker in the MVP race. Everybody was talking about how Chris Paul was ageless. It kind of comes down to an entirely broken team at this point. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they, they really have anything to do with, 
running it back. I, will Will Aiton be back? Is CP going to be able to come back and play a full season at 37 years old and give them the best record again? Will the Suns even have the motivation to run off 60 wins again? I, I think it might be it for their group just in terms of a championship window. That That might be it. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, Aiden, I mean, what you've seen, uh, Aiden may be gone. I mean, there's a lot of talk of that. Monty Williams, I guess. He, DeAndre Aiden only played 17 minutes, I believe, of the game. Uh, Monty, went, uh, Monty benched him. Um, yeah, dude, if you're a Suns fan or just like a part of that like team, you what's the point of running it back anymore? Like that's two years in a row. You should have won the uh, finals. You've had the best team. Uh, this year, you just completely choked um, up two games to none. Um, Chris Paul is now 0-5, uh, or he's lost five series when he's up 2-0. Right. <laughs> and the Western Conference isn't getting any easier. We watched Memphis come through, and they're not going anywhere but up. I mean, Minnesota hasn't been good forever, but they're on the rise as well. And you've got Denver was just limping along with one of their three best players all year. So if if you're Phoenix, you you really missed your shot. I mean, they even back to the finals last year, they were up 2-0 there as well. Like they've had this all laid out for them and they've just choked it at every single turn. Yeah. Man, I I I kind of feel for the Suns fans. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. I'm all here for that Booker slander, baby. I'm I'm surprised Booker's not getting much of this slander. It's really just Chris Paul. Um Booker does deserve a lot more of this. Um, you want to hear this crazy stat from Luca against the Suns, basically over the seven game series? Oh, always. All right. So over the course of the seven game series, Luca Donich outscored the fourth place MVP Devin Booker two hundred eighteen to one sixty four, out rebounded seven foot DeAndre Ayton sixty nine to fifty seven, and out uh, assisted Chris Point God Paul uh, forty nine to forty. Oh, and he also had more steals than defensive player of the year runner-up Mikel Bridges 15 to nine so this dude just single-handedly beat this team that's insane that's insane I mean and that's another one team we just talked about a few that are coming it's like how are the Suns going to be able to play against a Mavs team that after this offseason and this one in the next few they're only going to get better and put better pieces around Luka yeah they have are going to get better because right now, it's just the Luca show, and that's good enough. Yeah. So if they had just another, like, top 15 player, I mean, they're going to be there for a long time. So, that yeah, the West is not getting any easier, like you said. Um, what what do you think of the um, Memphis Grizzlies and Warriors matchup that we just saw? You know, it's a shame that you don't get to see Jaw for the last few games there, but the amount of fight that Memphis shows just, you know, they, they embody the city so well for themselves is they, they're just never going to quit. I think they've got a lot of guys that most teams want, but it's a lot of third, fourth best guys on a team to go that far. So, I mean, definitely a team for maybe a possible two, three for one trade, maybe go find somebody to pair with Morant and, They've, they've got all the pieces to be dangerous for a long, long time. They just ran into the team that's been lurking, and Steph and Clay got going again in game six, which we are all too familiar with. And I, I think they're they're going to be there. But for the Warriors, this is opening up again. They've got a chance to – they've got a home court in the conference finals. Uh, I mean, I don't know what their 
even going to be able to do with Luca, but that's a problem that everybody's going to have. But they've got a chance to now go back to the West, back to the NBA Finals. Which once Durant had left and Clay had been injured, that almost seemed like over. it looked like it was all done. So for them to be back, you know, I mean, there's a lot of basketball to be played, but they've got they've got a real chance to go snag another ring. Yeah, it sucks. We now have to maybe see the Warriors go to the finals again. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it sucked not seeing Jaw pass. What was it? Game three, he got injured. I mean, Sun or Warriors won in five, I believe, right? No, they won in six. They won six. They won six. But yeah, the fight of that team and the Grizzlies should have won this series. I mean, John Morant misses a layup at the buzzer. Game one could have put them up one zero. Memphis wins game two. Uh, game three, I'm pretty sure uh, Warriors were up pretty big. And then I I believe it was game four where the Warriors scored 37 points in the first half. And Memphis ends up blowing that lead, 20-plus point lead. So, I mean, that's three games right there. Memphis – or two games that Memphis should have won, put them up three games to one. And then uh, game six, obviously, they destroyed the Warriors. So, I mean, Memphis should have won this in six, uh, if we're being honest. But just can't close – uh, these games and the Warriors, they're tough to beat. Uh, they really are. Um, hopefully, Jaw, yeah, hopefully Jaw's uh, back next year. And I doubt this Memphis team, I do think they take a slight drop in the rankings from uh, this past year. I think this this year, I think, was a little bit of an anomaly, but uh, not, not too far off from where this team will be next year. Definitely a top five or six seed. Um, but yeah, now uh, Mavs and Warriors, I, I didn't think the Mavs were going to beat the Suns. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors, but who knows? I, I don't know what's going to happen. Luka obviously can carry a team, um, but I think the Warriors, oh, too much death, man. And they've been there. They've been there so many times that it's, it's just hard to beat. You can't beat the Warriors at home. It's hard. Um, but I, I do think I'll go Warriors and six on this one. I want to go five, but I know Luka can definitely at least get two games and they can win two at home at least. But I think the Warriors are just way too much. They they just that chemistry and they've been there way too much. I think Warriors and six on that one. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna agree with you to a point. I think Warriors and seven is where I'll go. I can't picture Luca losing this one on home court. He's he's gonna be able to pull something out. And you know, if they get any help from Brunson or Dinwiddie through the whole series, I think they could really toy with the Warriors. The Warriors don't have enough defense to contain all those guards. So if they can, you know, find their mismatches that they like, they can definitely hang with them. But I agree. I think the experience from the Warriors and kind of those core veterans that have been there and have a few rings, they I think they're ready to get back and prove that it wasn't just a quick run. Yeah, talk about Dinwiddie going off last night. Didn't see that one coming, but his whole uh, salary is in Bitcoin, so he needed to work on his uh, game to get some more money. <laughs> he needs that new contract. Um, all right, let's move over to the Eastern Conference. Uh the uh, Heat and the Sixers. So I, I really thought the Sixers would win this series. No one, I didn't pay attention to the Heat at all this year. Um, I know they were an underdog team for most of the year, even though they were the one seed. Uh, no one really paid attention to them. Uh, but the Heat dominate the Sixers 4-2. to two. Joel missed two games, I believe. Harden only had that one game where he dropped 30. Otherwise, he was a non-participant. Um, the, the 76ers, man, it, the process, it's coming to a close. Like, First, Joel doesn't win MVP. Then they can't get past the Heat. Uh, James Harden doesn't help the 76ers win. Uh, he's just a shell of himself. 
Um, so what, what were your thoughts on that series? And we'll talk a little bit about the future for the Sixers. You know, I so to start, I've been a believer in the Heat the whole entire year. I think they built a team that was ready for the playoffs. A bunch of veteran guys that are going to play defense, knock down shots, and just be ready for the moment when it gets there. I mean, granted, they've had probably the best path and easiest matchup so far, beating an Atlanta team that's just not as good as they were a year ago. And then you get a Sixers team that just has a lot of problems sitting there and ready. Uh, I mean, and it, you know, if you're not going to get a Houston James Harden effort, the 76ers just don't have enough guys to go out and score, let alone, you know, win a playoff series against a veteran well-coached team. Yeah. So James Harden scored zero points in the final, what, 22 minutes of the game six or whatever against the, Heat. Well, I mean, he scored as many points in those last few minutes as Ben Simmons did all year. So I guess the Sixers did at least get something going. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was a fair trade, apparently. It was an equal trade. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Sixers? Did they get rid of Harden? Did they get rid of River or Doc? Um, yeah, did they get rid of Doc? What, what's going on? I feel like they're in a spot where you've committed a lot of resources into what team you have there. And as easy as it would be to say, oh, well, let's try to go get rid of Harden. It, you, you can't risk losing the asset. You might see something with Doc go, but I think the you know new management that's only been there for a year and Harden just being brand new to the scene, they're going to try to run it back and try to reload. I mean, having no Seth Curry in that series was a big, big shot to them as well. They just don't have a second guy to go create a shot, especially since Harden is just you know, 20, 30 pounds out of weight and a step slow. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they do run it back. I didn't think they'd probably get rid of Doc, but I think, yeah, just too much invested in that right now, uh, especially we're getting a new coach. And then, I mean, Harden just got there halfway through the season, so might as well run it back. If he's James Harden, he's still James Harden. I mean, this was not a great year for him, uh, but we'll see if he can uh, maybe pick up that Houston James Harden uh, in the coming years. Um, Boston versus Milwaukee. What a series that was. I mean, it went seven games. I mean, game seven wasn't as great, but that was a close series the entire way. Every game pretty much came down to the last few possessions. I mean, you had a few buzzer beaters in there. Um, overall, a really, really good series, really fun series. I knew that one uh, predicted that one would be probably one of the best of the uh, NBA playoffs. Um, I, I did pick Boston. I don't remember. I think I may have picked them six or seven, one of them. Um, but it's, it's kind of sad to see Giannis uh, lose. Uh, Giannis is such a likable guy. Um, Boston, that young team with Tatum and you got Jalen Brown. Uh, that's going to be super fun to watch, especially if uh, Tatum can get a ring. What were your thoughts on the Boston and Milwaukee series? Uh, so really, I, I totally agree with you. Just watching Giannis, you know, single-handedly go fighting, you know, he doesn't have Middleton. He's got yeah, no Middleton. So a lot more than we thought. Right. So, I mean, just, there's not a more likable guy than Giannis. Uh, you watch any of the games this entire playoffs there's always someone complaining about calls there's always anything Giannis just goes about his business if he gets a call against him he chugs right along and he's probably going to dunk on you next time down the floor so you know it's just a true pleasure to watch the guy every time he gets to go out there but really the story of this entire series is after game five you look the Bucks are looking like they're ready to go defend their title and Jason Tatum takes that next step I mean, that group of whoever those top players are in the league 
is starting to get a little bit younger. You've got the guys like LeBron Durant starting to age out where you need some of these next stars to really take that next step. And being down 3-2 on the road and you go out and score 43 points, I mean, we all knew Tatum had the potential to go and take that step. It was just a lot of fun to watch him do it and then own it by following it up with a good team win the next game as well. So I think Boston set up for a really good run. I would say they're probably my favorite right now to win the whole thing. Just a very complete team. Yeah, who? so this Heat, said you're high on the Heat, said you're high on Boston. Who you got in the series? I'm going to lean towards Boston because of that leap by Tatum. I think they're going to have the best player in the series. And that's something they haven't been able to say in the past two, because I think coming in the first round, you looked across the way and Durant was playing as good as anybody all year long and arguably the best player in the league. They were able to take him down. They're able to then go and take down the other guy who was in that conversation for who's the best player in the world and Giannis and, so now it it's all, you know, it's all in front of them. They're not going to have anything that's going to be harder. The Heat are a different type of matchup because of the coaching and just the, the veteran savvy that they have. But I think if Tatum can go out and if he's the best player on the floor, then I think Boston's going to be able to take it. I think I'd take Boston in six. Yeah, the Heat do have home uh, court advantage, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, I'm with you, but I, I like this Boston team. I really, really like them there. They're probably the team I want to win the championship the most uh, in these playoffs right now. Uh, so uh, I'm going with Boston. I mean, Tatum balling out. You got Marcus Smart balling out too. Um, Al Horford is in. Um, who just hit? Who just um, went off for the Celtics in Grant games? Williams. Grant yeah. Williams. Grant Williams. He went seven for eighteen from three, I believe, uh, in Game Seven. He had thirty some points, and then I mean, he shot forty one percent from three all year. Did the Bucks were just like, nah, we're gonna we're not gonna guard this dude. Like, so I mean Grant Williams, you got Al Horford who balling out, like he looks a younger uh, version of himself. So I, I do like Boston uh in this series. Um uh, so give me your quick finals prediction. Finals prediction. So as as we stand, I think I'm pulling for Boston and the Warriors. And I think if that's the matchup, just because the Warriors, I don't think they have enough defense to slow them down. And I think Boston does. I think I'm going to roll with Boston in seven. I think it'd be a real close series just because I'm not going to discredit Steph at all, but I think it's, it's time for the Celtics. That'd be another, another new champion for the NBA. Yeah. I love seeing new champions. Uh, it's fun to see a new team break out um, and get to that next step. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I like Boston. I, I think the Warriors are going to win um, in the Western conference. I'm not picking the Warriors, but I mean, it's so easy to, I don't want it to happen. If I was a bet man, I'd bet the Warriors, but I'm not right now. So I'm going Boston, like you said, in six or seven. So uh, same picks pretty much there. Uh, anything else you want to add on the NBA before we move on to the NFL? Oh, just as a Thunder fan, real excited for uh, real excited for tomorrow night. And may the odds be ever in our favor. <laughs> Who do you want the most? Do you know? Uh, you know, I think I'm a little partial to Jabari. I think he's my favorite. I'm not a not a big Chet guy, but I'd love to see him find a spot and succeed. Just a lot of fun talent in the draft. Yeah, it's just gonna be a fun, uh, fun draft, a fun lottery tomorrow night. Um, lottery is always pretty fun, pretty fun to watch. Uh, all those odds. So let's move into the NFL. The NFL schedule was finally released uh, last Thursday, and there are some great, great matchups. Some in uh, some playoff matchup rematches from last year. 
Um, and the first time we're getting Christmas Day games. So that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch. And I, this is the second year of the 17-game schedule. So we'll see how that plays on the bodies of the players. Um, here's some, before we start uh, going over some of our favorite games and our predictions for some of our teams, here are some of the strength of schedules for the NFL this season. Uh, coming in uh, the bottom five, we'll start in the bottom five strength of schedule. Uh, the last place, Cowboys and the Commanders at 46.462. So Cowboys are winning it all. Uh, that's what's going to happen. You got the Eagles coming at second to last. The Giants coming in at uh, uh, fourth to last. So do you notice a trend right there, Matt? Uh, I think your trend might be a very, very weak NFC East again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the entire NFC East is the bottom four of the strength of schedule in the NFL. And then 28th, you got the Lions. And then uh, the top five teams strength of schedule. Uh, fifth, you got the 49ers and Chiefs tied. Uh, fourth, you got the Bucks. Uh, third uh, toughest strength of schedule com- coming in are the uh, Bengals, who were just off that almost Super Bowl champ, uh, Super Bowl champion runner-up. And then number two, you got the Cardinals, followed by the hardest strength of schedule, the Rams. So NFC East with the weakest schedule, uh, every team uh, basically in the NFC West with the hardest schedule. So uh, that's something to look out for, especially in these games. Uh, So got some of the top games we're looking forward to uh, this season. Uh, Matt, what what are some of your top games of the year? Do you have those ready? You want me to go? Oh yeah, no, I've got a few for you. I mean, start week one. You got Bronco Seahawks. That's that's a great way to start. You get Wilson going back to Seattle. Uh, I think just you know, no better way to start your new career than in the home that you helped win a Super Bowl in. So that'll be a lot of fun to see how the uh, the crowd welcomes him back and I'm how that. I'm looking more at it as a Drew Locke versus the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Who's this Russell Wilson guy? We don't know. Has he proven himself yet? <laughs> so no, really looking forward to that one. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with the uh, the Brady and Rogers matchup in Week Three, and you got you know the next week you've got Tampa Bay and Kansas City, so a former Super Bowl matchup. And then the game that I'm probably the most excited for is Week Six. You got the Bills going to the Chiefs, uh, rematch of that uh, playoff game of last year, which. I don't know about you, but I'm still wishing that we could be in overtime of that game, just continually playing on and on because there's nothing better than that last year. They finally fix it though. Yeah. For on to the next. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some great games. I mean, it was hard to choose. I'm going to, I'm only got like less than 10 here, but some of these are just like the same teams over and over. I mean, week one, you got bills and the Rams. It's going to be a great matchup Broncos and Seattle. Like you said, you also have the chiefs and the Bengals. Uh, coming up uh, later in the season uh, that's good that's the AFC championship rematch uh, Chiefs and Bucks like you said we're going to learn a lot if Brady still has it or if he's finally going to pass the torch to Patrick Mahomes uh, and then retire after this year uh, you even got the Christmas day uh, week 16 you have the Bucks and Cardinals so Kyler versus Tom Brady on Christmas day what a present that is that's going to be um, this is really a breakout year for the Cardinals. Uh, it needs to be uh, if Cliff Kingsbury wants to keep his job. Um, week 17, you got Bills and Bengals. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Broncos-Ravens, I believe, is going to be good. And then 
obviously you got the Chargers and Chiefs playing back twice. I mean, all these AFC West games, and you can put those six games down or well, however many games there are for each. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I, one that doesn't seem like it's going to be that good, uh, but I kind of want to see is the week 10 when Carson Wentz returns to Philadelphia. The commanders play the Eagles. Um, I know I'm going to have to watch, hold my eyes like this. Like, oh, my God, is this football? But uh, it's going to be fun to see Wentz return home uh, in Philadelphia where he almost got them a Super Bowl. Well, we'll see if he's even the quarterback by that point because following his track record, he will probably have found his way to the bench by then. <laughs> that is true. Or he'll get them to week 16 and then blow a massive – or just uh, <laughs> not wet the bed against a the worst team in the uh, NFL to miss the playoffs. So let well, see yeah. that. Corners for the Eagles will be happy to be on the receiving end of much of his passes. So. They already were during practice time uh, when he <laughs> was there. <laughs> but um, all right, so some of the games we're looking forward to. It's going to be a great NFL season. Just these are just some of the games. These aren't even ten games that we talked about. They're just going to be phenomenal. Um, NFC West games, AFC West games. Oh, it's going to be a great, great NFL season. And we get one more week. Oh, sign me up, baby. Sign me up um so records uh for some teams we'll we'll go through some of these top teams uh throughout the league that most people are looking forward to um do some quick tidbits on them see where they'll stand uh let's start obviously with the bucks uh tom brady decided not to retire after spending one week with his family because he hates them so much um predictions for the bucks i think i'll probably go 10 and 7 uh with them i I kind of want to go nine and eight, but it's Tom Brady's going to get wins. I, seven losses is a lot for Tom Brady. Uh, but the schedule, you start with Dallas, then you go to the Saints, who I believe just signed Jarvis Landry, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have the Packers and Chiefs in a row. Those four games to start the season, you've got to, he's dropping two at least um, there. And then you also face the Rams, Cleveland. And uh, Bengals and Baltimore, that's eight teams that are just phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, if Duke, if Duke can get uh, multi or double-digit wins in this season, props to him. Tom Brady, man, that Duke can win. Uh, what are your predictions on the Bucks? I think I'd go 11 wins for the Bucks. I think they'll be able to clean up their division pretty well. I think the Saints – see how many teams I said? You see those good teams? They got <laughs> well, eight great teams. That's just yeah. half of them. If you just pull half of those eight wins out and you do well against your division, you're already sitting pretty good. And I will never doubt Tom Brady. So I think I'll go 11 wins and they'll be, they'll be ready for the playoffs come time. Tom Brady is 0-3 against the Saints in the, in the regular season. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, and then, all right, we'll go to the Packers. Uh, MVP Rodgers, uh, who I don't think should have won MVP. It should have gone to uh, Coop, uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, last year uh, he's getting older you lose Devonte adams you sign i believe like six they signed like five georgia bulldogs on the defensive end from the draft so i mean they went all defense uh aaron jones is getting older um the you don't have any wide receivers in green bay i don't know who aaron Rodgers is going to throw to uh they're in the easiest division though i do think they split with the vikings this year but i think they take care of the bears and the lions obviously they do play the cowboys titans bucks and rams so not a, not a too hard of a schedule. Uh, we'll see how that offense does, though. You also lose your offense coordinator, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, to Denver. So see what happens there. Roger's not getting any younger. I'll go 11-6, just because of an easy division. You're guaranteed at least four wins. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. It's, they they can get worse and still kind of coast a pretty easy record there. All right, Matt. All right, Matt. The Cowboys. Uh, my team. 17 and oh, baby, it's <laughs> over. Give them the Lombardi, baby. 17 and oh for the Dallas Weedon Boys Cowboys. All right, that's that's what I'm rocking with. What are your predictions for the Cowboys? Hey, uh, you you already said it. I you know this is the best time to be a Cowboys fan. It's the preseason. You know nothing can go wrong from this point on. I, I I'm pretty sure we've never lost. Going 17 and 0, Dallas Cowboys run the championship. All right. Well, I'm, I've got them at 11 and six just because of how such an easy. You should beat the Giants twice. You should beat the Commanders twice, and you should probably split with the Eagles. So I mean that's five wins right there. You can get six more wins. You do play Brady and Burrow. Um, they still know Amari Cooper lost him and no Randy Gregory. So I think that's going to hurt. Um, so that's kind of the thing right there. I think Cowboys go 11 and six and then staying less for them. I think maybe 10 on a, on a real note with them, just the, the defense taking the hit and there's no way they stay quite as healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball as they did last year. So I think they could be kind of coming back down to the pack there in the NFC East. Yeah, I think, yeah, and Dak Prescott, he's got to step up uh, for sure. Um, Staying in that division, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, uh, second year under the full reins of the offense. Um, Some new additions, I think they go 11-6 or 10-7 just because of that easy easy division, Uh, great chance to win it. And you got A.J. Brown uh, with you and Jordan Davis on the defensive side. They host the Vikings, Titans, and Packers, so they host all three of those. I think that's pretty good. Uh, good chance for them to get some easy wins or some hard fought wins, but wins nonetheless to add to their strength schedule. Yeah, just I'm not a I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy, so I don't know. I think I'll, I'll go with the the nine and eight. I do think they've gotten better this year, but not quite sure that he's ready to make that next step. But would be like to be pleasantly surprised for him. Yeah. All right, and then the Eagle. I mean, not the Eagles. We just went over that. The defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, 10. I think I think they step back. Uh, I'll go 10 and 7 or 9 and 8. I, I switch in between the two. It's still really the same team as they had last year. Uh, I think you lose Odell, but, I mean, he wasn't adding much anyways. Um, let's see. But, yeah, like you said, like I said, history repeats itself. And after you win a Super Bowl, you don't you don't do good that next year. You really don't. You don't even make the playoffs usually. Um, but you get the Cardinals twice. You get the Broncos, 49ers twice, Bucks, Buffalo, and Chargers. You get all those teams. Is Stafford really that reliable? Uh, we saw him kind of folding or taking strides backwards towards the end of the season. Uh, and can Cooper Cup uh, redo or just completely have the same season they did last year? I'm not sure. So I think the Rams kind of take a step back. Yeah, I think I'll agree. And that division is just so tough. So it'd be hard to see them being able to run through as easily as they did last year. And then the Cardinals will stay in that division. No Hopkins for the first six games, which you add Hollywood Brown to the mix. Uh, College teammates with Kyler Murray. They start the season with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams. Uh, Really the same roster and coaching staff like uh, the Rams had for 2021. And can J.J. Watt, though, can he stay healthy? Because if he can, this team can be super dangerous. They just need to get through that first six games without DeAndre Hopkins. I think they go uh, 10 and 7. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they'll be they'll be right there competing with the Rams. It'll be interesting to see what the playoff races start breaking down because there's a lot of teams in the NFC that are going to be sitting right in that 10 and 7, 9 and 8 range that are going to be jockeying for some spots there. Yeah, it, that's going to be a fun division to watch again. Uh, finally, don't have to worry about Seattle winning that division. Um, Chiefs and Chargers, uh, go with them. I got them both at 11 and 6. Um, toughest division, I think, by far in the NFL. The Chargers faced six consecutive teams who missed the playoffs last year. So they're getting a lot of easy, easy games on this schedule. Um, and then you got the Chiefs who lose Tyreek Kill and a lot of new faces. It's going to be tough for them to repeat. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, that division is going to eat itself. The Broncos are also sitting there ready to make a leap at it. And the Raiders were in the playoffs last year as well. So I think all the teams there are going to be right around that 9 to 11 range. It's Those division games are going to count pretty much as double every single time they face each other. So, yeah, so thoughts on the Raiders? I, I They got Devontae Adams. I, I just can't trust Carr. I mean, he had a great year. They, they've actually got a pretty decent wide receiving core. You got Waller, Hunter Winfro, and uh, Devontae Adams now. I did not like how they handled their head coaching from last year. You do get them to a playoffs. Um, the playoffs after an awful year with Henry Ruggs and, and everything else. Yeah, and then uh, gets fired. So I'm uh, not a huge Raiders fan, but uh, I just don't know how much I can trust Carr. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, Josh McDaniels definitely a big upgrade. Oh, from- Josh McDaniels. Screw yeah. that, dude. He yeah. sucks. Dude can't <laughs> coach to save his life. He run, he's under Belichick's reins. That's that's the only reason he was winning. Screw Josh McDaniels. They Raiders, I'm I had them at 10 and 7. No, they're going eight and nine or whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm done. If- Tim Tebow and trust that man to make the playoffs is a man that I can get behind. <laughs> uh, Josh McDaniels shouldn't even be a head coach, man. That dude is awful. Um, all right, moving on to Broncos. We got we're running out of time. Uh, I got them at eleven and six. I hope that's not just bias on me. Uh, they face six playoff teams. You got a new quarterback uh, in uh, this guy named Russell Wilson, who we don't really know much about, and a loaded defense and wide receiving core. Thoughts on the Broncos this year? Super Bowl champions, baby. You know, it, the the loss of Drew Locke definitely is going to hurt them, but I, I think you might be onto something. I think a, an 11, possibly even 12 win season with that revamp defense could be really looking good for a Denver team that if they get going and they get some home field advantage, they are real, real dangerous. Yeah. They got the weapons finally on the, at least in the quarterback uh, pocket. Um, the Bills, uh, I got, this is actually, this is a team I think, I have two teams with this record, 12 and five. I got the Bills at 12 and five. Um, easy division, basically. I mean, the Patriot, Patriots, we'll see how they do with uh, Mac Jones again. They're pretty good last year. Um, but you face the Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs, and Packers. Uh, some Bills are a good team. See if they can win those. I got them 12-5. I think they can be pushing right around there. 12-11 seems fair. They'll, they'll definitely be able to get through their division, I think. I think the Dolphins might kind of my sleeper team for that division. Uh, see if Tua can get them going along the right direction with all the weapons they added around him. But I think Bill's going 11. It's fair, fair right there. So speaking of Miami, my next team, nine and eight. Man, did you? They got Tyree Kill. They got Jalen Waddle. But come on, man. Tua, did you see that video they put out with uh, Tua throwing the ball to Tyree Kill? I think it's just a duck uh, going to Tyree Kill. And he, Tyree Kill has to stop and catch it. Like, oh, I'm not <laughs> on that bandwagon. 
Yeah, I, I like to. I think if you've got the guys with the wheels, they just need to go catch it. So it doesn't really matter at some point who's throwing the ball. All right, the Browns with Watson. I think I've got them going nine and eight. I mean, Watson's a good quarterback, but he's really never won anything um, in, in the NFL. He hasn't made the playoffs with the Texans, did he? Uh, no, they were in the playoffs a couple times. They they oh. lost the first round every time. But, oh. I mean, you know, I'll, I think he's got more uh, good playoff momentum going than the Browns do. So you couple the two together, I don't know that it's necessarily spelling for a great season. Yeah, we'll see if he plays, I think, 9-8, 10-7 for the Browns because it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The Browns are going to be the Browns. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then staying in that division, uh, the Ravens. 10 and 7 for me, a fairly easy schedule. They had 25 players on the injury reserve last year uh, during the season. Uh, they're playing the AFC South um, as their main uh, team to go against. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, the Ravens, they lose Hollywood Brown, Lamar Jackson, see how he plays. I mean, he's been a pretty decent quarterback. So 10 and 7 for me. Yeah, I think 10-7. I think I would even go as far as 11-6 and six with them. I think they should be able to go through and win that division. Uh, Pittsburgh kind of in a rebuild, trying to figure out what their quarterback situation is. The Browns, not really quite sure what's all going on with them. It, it It's ready for the Ravens to step back up and give the Bengals a challenge. And finally, the Bengals, uh, my team with the best record for me, uh, also 12-5. and five. They play eight playoff teams from a year ago, and the first nine com- the first nine opponents though were combined seventy one and eighty one last year. So very very nice start to the season. They could go nine and zero, maybe eight and one to start. Uh, they have a really good uh, retooled offense alignment, and Joe Mixon dudes have been balling. You still got Jamar Chase. Uh, defense is exactly the same. So I think Bengals uh, can have a great start and do even better this season. I think it's a Bengals possibly coming back to the pack a little bit. They're not going to catch anybody by surprise this year. So I think for you going with the best record, I'll, I'll kind of tamper you out. I'll go maybe around the 10 win range. All right. That's a great start of the season playing nine games with uh, teams that combined 71, 81. Uh, Matt, uh, that's our NFL. Uh, thanks again for coming on. It was fun talking some NBA and NFL. Um, I'm excited for the NFL season. We still got like 120 something days. Uh, but ready for the NBA conference finals then for sure. Thanks for having me. And hopefully I can get back in a little bit shorter of a time than this past little screen. Yeah. Do you want to give out your socials for everyone listening? Uh, yeah. So on, uh, Twitter, I actually, you know what, screw this. I can't really be giving my socials out. I'm about to do my teaching. So go ahead and edit that right out. Sorry. <laughs> I will. We didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, Matt, thanks again for coming on. Everyone make sure you follow on any platform at burgers and the brats.